0: seven minutes until the closing bell Bulls starting off with the rampage today up a percent pretty much across the board how long is it going to last this year let's get the take from troy Gaieski, chief market strategist at fs investments troy happy new year welcome back to the show yeah happy new year oliver great to be on as always thank you i appreciate it the predictions game as everyone knows is tough troy but i appreciate and love the specificity with which you are taking a stab. It looks like, from what I see in your notes, you're looking at some potential strength here and maybe the first quarter, but perhaps one that doesn't get too far in a rising rate environment. Walk us through it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, timing's difficult and uh, timing is always a question, but we, we've been fairly convinced that the seasonal strength we had at the end of last year would be uh, driven further into this year. And literally last week, Oliver, I almost had to fall out of my chair when I looked at the updated money supply number from the Fed. You know, November money supply grew at a little over 15% annualized rate, which is the top end of the range. So despite the fact that they started to taper, you had accelerating money supply growth, potentially explained by accelerating loan growth in the banking system. And so after seeing that data point and combining it with strong seasonality, we're pretty certain that we're going to have strong nominal GDP and earnings growth. Uh, you know, a strong start through March or April makes a tremendous amount of sense to us. However, you know, that's where markets start to get dicey, right? Because at that point, uh, balance sheet expansion will be over. The Fed will be soon thereafter hiking. Um, that will certainly drive money supply growth lower. And valuations at that point should be at least marginally higher. So we think the first quarter, uh, maybe into the end of April, and then we have one of the classic sell-and-may-go-away stories, will be strong and then the back half of next year is where you're gonna have multiple corrections and a lot of chop.
0: So that period here where we can kind of ride the nominal level of liquidity still sloshing around the system before the rate of change starts to matter. Why try right. and uh, and play that if it's going to ultimately be too tight for risk assets to bear? Why not just get in front of that move now, Troy? Is there a lot of upside to be captured between now and the rollover?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. I mean, this is being very fine-tuned. But when you think of the standpoint of the industry we're in, right, this is an asset allocation industry. And that's the one thing we've been hearing from our clients and also advising them on is, you can't wait until the last minute to start to diversify. You know, folks have been diversifying away from fixed income for the last four or five years into alternatives, and it's only recently that they've started to, uh, you know, uh, re-rotate out of equity risk or directional risk into alternatives. So you can't wait till March or April to start making those marginal shifts. And what we're talking about are marginal shifts, right? Folks going from maybe 50, 60% equity allocation down to 45 to 55 or in that range. So on the margin, you definitely should be putting uh, changes to your portfolio today. Um, I was just trying to highlight the most accurate forecast we could t- attempt to give right now, give the information.
0: Yeah, I like that, okay. Now, uh, so then it would m- make sense then, or I would uh, it would imply that uh, the risk points are the speed at which that tightening uh, hastens or slows down. Uh, what is the possibility in your mind that the expectations that we've seen laid out through the Fed's dot plot don't come to fruition? What's the possibility that we're back in the same camp it seems we always seem to be in, which is rates either staying flat or going lower instead of going higher? Is, does that deserve any uh, high probability in the calculus for this year?
1: Yeah, so there's always uncertainty, particularly in the back end of the yield curve, as your uh, prior guest was um, articulating. You know, no one makes a living time in the back end of the yield curve. The front end, 75 basis points, plus or minus by the year end, uh, makes a ton of sense, right? So you're thinking about three Fed rate hikes, maybe four, unlikely two. If anything, we think the balance of risk is to more hikes because we're fairly certain that real and nominal GDP growth are going to surprise to the upside. And if we do get continued acceleration or even a, a continuation of loan growth, like we've seen, that would drive even more pressure uh, on inflation in the real economy. So if anything, there'll be an upside surprise to hikes. And this is going to be very different than the last cycle, Oliver, which you were alluding to, where you know expectations were hike, 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 no hike. Oh, hike three times? No, hike once. Or, or, or not hike at all. Uh, QE1's over, here comes QE2, QE3, et cetera, et cetera. This cycle's moving far faster. We have a very robust consumer. You know, we're poised for a big CapEx cycle. So I think nominal GDP growth will be in the 5 to 8% range with upsized surprise to that, and real will be two to four. And, and remember, what's driving all this is we're finally having real economic inflation numbers that would be considered unimaginable two years ago and have now been uh, part of the calculus for the last three months.
0: So, Troy, What about uh, the historical relationship between tapering and uh, the bond yield in the Treasury market? Uh, Generally, we've seen when the Fed backs away, yields go down. But we got that for like eight months of flattening here. If we do get the expected path from the Fed, that's the base case you're outlining here, Will history not be precedent? Can we have yields rise in a tapering and hiking environment right now, or are we too fragile to be able to handle it?
1: Oh, We could certainly have yields rise in the back end more than the front end. However, we still think that we'll get some degree of flattening continuing. So again, think three three rate hikes, 75 basis points higher in the front end, and somewhere around 25 to 50 more in the back end. That's the, the meat of the probability distribution. But you can have surprises either way, Oliver, right? I mean, one of the biggest mysteries I think for everyone is the fact that we can have these eye-popping uh, inflation numbers and still have the back end anchored as much as it has, even if you're in team transitory, which you know is obviously less of a popular view these days. It's still very difficult to imagine these level of uh, negative real yields for much longer. So yeah, you, you can get the reverse of history where typically when the Fed is uh, unwound QE, you get flattening and actually lower rates in the back end. In this case, it's, we're sort of threading the needle and that we will have higher rates in the back end of the curve, but they won't go up as fast as the front end.
0: Mm, okay, like that point. Uh, stick with us for one sec, Troy. market just closed up as we did get a big rally to start off the year. NASDAQ rallied by 1.1% at the close. A nice bounce back after a one point going red early this morning after the open. Small caps did lose some steam but ended up a percent. But about 20 points for the Russell off its intraday high. Even with all that risk on, BTC was flat on the day. Another session where investors bought up equities but faded Bitcoin. Troy, when we got you here, I got to ask you about BTC. I love that you are wading into the crypto waters in your latest uh, uh, piece here. You describe the Bitcoin bull case as missing two of the three main components. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so if you look back a year, year and a half, and, and our message to investors is, look, you should probably own some crypto in some small part of your portfolio as a hedge against continued government profligacy. That being said, you have to recognize where you are in a cycle, right? And that a year, year and a half ago, you had three very powerful legs of the investment thesis. One was the typical post having rally where Bitcoin goes on these meteoric tears as new supply is constrained. Uh, the second would be the, you know, the Fed was in the midst of unprecedented balance sheet expansion and money supply growth. And the third was uh, re- more widespread adoption, including... Uh, with institutions. Now, as we look at where we are today, we are long in the tooth of the halving cycle. Um, so assuming we haven't peaked yet, this would be the longest post-halving bull market you know, since Bitcoin came into existence, which is entirely possible. Uh, the second part is clearly, even though November's number was eye-popping, we all know the next three to six months, money supply growth is going to slow down. So that isn't as big of a, a bull case. However, adoption does continue, whether it's from corporate treasurers, you know, high net worth individuals, institutions, and the on-chain data is fairly supportive in terms of HODLer behavior and flows out of exchanges. So it, it's just much more of a gray zone now than it was, say, six or nine months ago, um, and particularly a year and a year and a half ago. So our advice to our investors is that, look, you want to be a little cautious now. You want to understand that, you know, the cycles could be a thing of the past for crypto, uh, but you have to be able to tolerate meaningful mark-to-market downside, and ultimately, you're you're holding this for two, three, four, five, ten years. Again, as a way to hedge against continued government profligacy, which we've really seen over the last 20 years. All right,
0: and the same turn of phrase I used here, a hedge against government profligacy. I love it. Okay, Troy, hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Think we hit them all. Yeah, stocks, bonds, Bitcoin. You too, Troy. Great to have you back here, Mr. Gasky, chief market strategist at FS Investment.